Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week is from Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Here ends our gospel lesson. It is news that you can hang your heart on. It is information that is more poignant than anything you will ever read in the newspaper. It is data that is more valuable than the largest bank account number, more significant than the size of your herd, more important than your hay yield for the year, of longer lasting value than your report card in school, or year-end review numbers from your boss. Finding out that you or your partner are pregnant is pretty much the most life-changing information you will ever come to know. Whether by a pregnancy test or other means, news that you are soon to bring life into the world sends everything in your life in a new direction. Good or bad, welcomed or unwelcomed, news that you or your partner is pregnant for the first time is life-altering in almost every significant way. Five years ago, Jen and I experienced a joy that we had never realized before. We were to be parents for the first time. We had put off having children until we were through with graduate school and had settled in one area. It just so happened that we settled in Montana, and our first child was to be born among the mountains. I was jealous. Accompanying that joy was a parallel sense of anxiety. Research has shown that the first few years of life are incredibly impactful for how one experiences the rest of life, meaning that parents have a daunting responsibility in the first few years of their child's existence. As a person who seeks to be honest with himself, I knew that I mess up all the time. How would I keep my sinful self from hurting my child in ways that will send him to therapy as an adult? Also, 
How would I rearrange my life to devote everything I have to this little dependent? Along with my profound joy, questions and concerns about the future poured forward. Yet, my wife and I had the luxury of having been married for years and were relatively established in the world. Though hospitals are protected in charging young parents like us an average of $10,000 per birth anymore, and we ended up being charged $18,000 to make sure that Otto arrived safely in our arms. Thanks to the generosity of this congregation, we had insurance to help us out. While we are not the wealthiest couple around by any means, we both had full-time jobs with decent salaries. While we still had no idea what we were doing, we had a few years under our belt in the world and had matured some since we were teenagers. Well, at least Jen had. All in all, despite anxieties and concerns around becoming parents for the first time, we were in the best shape possible to start our family five years ago and are grateful to Otto every day for making that happen. Mary had almost none of these securities and reassurances. Though she was engaged, she was not yet married. In some ways, it was even worse for her to be betrothed when she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit because it meant that she had betrayed her fiancé, or so he thought. Unlike us, she was likely in her young teenage years when she was expecting for the first time. She had no means to support herself, nor did she have modern science to fall back on if something went wrong. While she likely had a similar sense of joy in realizing that she was pregnant, as young parents still do these days, she had a lot more to be anxious and worried about. The world she inhabited would not only have rejected the child as illegitimate, she would have been scorned as well for the fact that she became pregnant before she and Joseph were married. The prospect of her becoming pregnant at that time and in that way would have brought as much shame and misery for her and her child as any happiness that would result. The one thing that Mary did have going for her, though, was the visit from the angel Gabriel that we read in our gospel passage for today. The term angel in Greek means messenger, and the message that he brought to this teenager would force her to grow up fast. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. From the viewpoint of most in the world around her at that time, a surprise pregnancy to an unwed girl would be a sign of shame, not proof of God's favor. The message that this holy messenger, Gabriel, brought to her would definitely be life-altering but not in the way that she would want to write about on her Christmas cards. Not so between Mary and the Lord, though. The angel promised her that she had indeed found favor with God, and her child would be a sign of that favor. While the world would assign her shame for her perceived sins, she would be looked upon with high esteem by our Creator. Her womb would become sacred in the eyes of God. Mary could have listened to the concerns of the world, or she could have listened to the will of God. 
she chose to do the latter. She said, Here am I, also translated as, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Here I am. These words had profound meaning throughout the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, the scriptures that she would have heard before. Here I am are the words that the prophets spoke when the word of the Lord would come to them. Here I am showed their willingness to heed the Lord's call and do the Lord's bidding, no matter the cost. Mary spoke the words, Here I am, indicating that she would willingly let the word of the Lord come to her and redirect her life, no matter the cost. By declaring, Here I am, Mary showed, perhaps without even knowing it, that the Lord had found favor in her eyes, too, because she would not reject the word of the Lord when it came as a child in her young womb. Because Mary let the word of the Lord come to her by saying, Here I am, the word of the Lord was born among us. Enfleshed as Jesus of Nazareth, the word of the Lord would grow up to understand the great mysteries of God, heal many, feed people by the thousands, and even create life itself in the midst of death. Mary's willingness to let her life be altered by the little life inside her made a way for God to alter the entire world. She would not only be favored by God, but by the billions and billions of people of the generations to come who would call upon her son's name in times of need and with thankful hearts in their own times of joy. Mary's favor in the Lord's eyes echoes through the ages, and all because she said, Here I am, when the angel Gabriel altered her life with the news that she would become pregnant and bear a son. May we share her willingness to let our lives be altered by the word of the Lord, whenever and however it greets us. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.